Destinations Beyond Expectations is powered by Group Experience. Visit groupexperience.com to learn how to build your travel tribe. What is up, students of travel? This is your host, Stevie G, and you are listening to DBE. No matter where you're listening, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any other audio platform, make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button, and if you can, rate and review the show. Pop on over to the podcast's official website, dbetravel.com, where you can see a list of all the episodes and view some insightful travel blogs. You can keep up with the show on social media too. Make sure to check out Destinations Beyond Expectations on Facebook and Instagram. Taking a cruise is a great way for people of all ages to vacation. If you're looking to take a cruise sometime and you want to know a little bit more about what it's like to go on a Disney cruise, then I think you'll get a lot out of this episode. My guest today is blogger and travel agent Amanda Keeley Thurman, and we'll be reviewing Disney's fantasy cruise ship and looking at how people of all ages can enjoy the cruise experience. Listeners, if you scroll down to the show notes, you can find a link to Amanda's family guide to the Disney Fantasy Cruise with Kids blog post, and I encourage you to follow along with that as you listen to our chat. I really enjoyed learning about some of the features of the Disney Fantasy ship, so let's go ahead and dive into my interview with Amanda. Amanda, welcome to Destinations Beyond Expectations. It's so great to have you on the show. How's it going? It's good. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, Amanda, I know that you are a Disneyland annual pass holder. Your family loves Disney. And, of course, you're someone who loves to travel. You wrote a really great article that talks about your first Disney cruise, which was on Disney's fantasy ship. And on today's show, we're going to be talking about what it's like to cruise on the Disney fantasy. To get things started, can you share with the listeners where the fantasy sets sail from, where it sails to, and any other basic info about the ship? Yeah, so the ship was built in about 2012, and it's the sister ship to the Disney Dream. So they're the bigger ships. Disney Wonder and Disney Magic will be the smaller ships. So Disney Fantasy is one of the bigger ones, which is fun. And they sail out of Port Canaveral, and they service the Caribbean and their own private island, Castaway Cay. It's uh, decorated in like Art Nouveau, so it kind of channels that early glamorous days of sailing. Very cool. So... I want to take a second here early on to get your thoughts on the value of sailing on a Disney cruise. I don't think people will find it hard to believe that sailing with Disney is more expensive than many of the other cruise lines out there. But you know in your blog that for you, cruising on the Disney fantasy was worth every penny. People should also realize that there are some ways to save money if you're going to go on a Disney cruise. Amanda, can you talk a little bit about the affordability of sailing on the Disney fantasy and are there any tips you'd like to pass on to listeners that might help them save money? Yeah, so Disney is on the higher end of the pricing when it comes to cruising, but they really are amazing. They do cater to everyone in the travel group, from babies to grandparents. They pay attention to those little details that can really make a difference in wanting a magical family vacation. But there are ways to reduce that price or to find ways to save and make Disney more affordable which is what I'm always having to do anyway. I feel like I'm always traveling on a budget. First thing um, is if you live driving distance from a port that they sail out of. So if you live in Florida and you can drive to Port Canaveral, that saves um, the flights and you can take advantage of last minute cruising. So like 90 days out, they reduce the price 
significantly, like 50 to 80%, um, you can go get on a ship before it sets sail. So that's always a great way to save. Um, you can also try to book off season and off season. It sounds scary, but it really just when there's less demand. So summer is always prime season, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's the best time to vacation to the destination, right? Cause there's the weather's not always the greatest during that time of year down in Florida and in the Caribbean, but the prices are higher because that's when people can travel. So I would say if you can take advantage of the fall, the spring, the shoulder seasons that um, the prices are reduced because they want to get more people on them. Another one too is once you book a Disney cruise, you become a member of the Castaway Club and you will save um, after every cruise after that. So you get discounts and specials for being a part of the Castaway Club. And when you're sailing on a Disney cruise, if you book another Disney cruise while you're on board, you can save a lot. They give really high discounts for you to book a cruise while you're on a cruise. And you don't have to like commit to a, an itinerary or a ship or destination there. You just put like a very small amount down to say that, yeah, I want to book this cruise. And you have like a year or two to pick a cruise and you get like a huge like discount on it by booking that. Oh, and also they do take payment plans just so if, if, if it's shocking at first, you're like, Ooh, that's a lot. You do only have to put a down payment and you can pay uh, monthly on that. So that can help kind of relieve the pressure of the cost of a cruise. Cool. So thank you for sharing those tips. Those were great. Um, so after someone has invested the money and has anxiously been counting down the days, the exciting part is actually stepping aboard the ship and having that cruise experience. So I want to ask you about some of the details specific to the fantasy. Let's start with the cabins. What can you tell listeners about cabins on the fantasy? Okay. So what's really cool about the cabins on the fantasy is that they have these big porthole windows that have cushioned seating inside. So they're big enough to sit in. And that was my kids like favorite feature. They loved those seats in the porthole. They sat there the whole time. So that was kind of unique to that ship because we've been on others and they didn't necessarily have those in the room where you can sit inside the porthole. They also have split bathrooms, which separates the toilets from the shower and bath. So you can have multiple family members getting things done when you're trying to get out of the cabin. Um, and they also have for kids uh, a, a mural on the ceiling that's the lighted like starry night Peter Pan. And it's really cute. So while they're going to sleep at night, they can look at this like starry night scene of Peter Pan while they go to sleep. Very cool. You know, I've been on a handful of cruises and I'm always amazed by how much I end up eating. Uh, so Amanda, tell me more about the dining on the fantasy. Can you talk about the rotational dining, adults only dining options, and some of the freestyle dining aboard the ship? Yeah. So of course, eating is one of the best parts. <laughs> um, there are three themed restaurants that is part of your um, rotational dining schedule. They have the animator's palette, which starts off in black and white. And then throughout your meal, it becomes more colorful. There's an animated um, show at the end of your meal. They have you draw a picture on your placemat and then they animate that on the big screen for all the, you know, diners to watch your little character come to life. Crush comes in and interacts with the kids um, via the screen. So it's really like an interactive fun thing that kind of progresses through your meal. And they have like a show with like singing and dancing at the end of the meal. They have the Enchanted Garden, which is supposed to be like the Gardens of Versailles. 
And then they have the royal court, which is like a French regal feeling. And you get these a part of your rotation, meaning you're assigned to a different restaurant every night. And your server staff will follow you to those restaurants. So you have your same servers throughout the ship. And then they follow you to those restaurants. So you get to experience them all. There's no stress. You will get to experience them. Then they have the adults only dining. They have Paulo. They have Remy. And then they also have um, the freestyle dining, like the buffet, Flo's Cafe out by the pool, and then a ton of like snack and ice cream bars that you can just freely go grab, which of course is a favorite for the kids because they like to uh, get that ice cream whenever they can. But yeah, so the adult dining, like Paulo and Remy, those are adult only restaurants that you can reserve for an extra charge. So they're not included in your cruise fare. But you can reserve that. And then the kids club, if you are traveling with kids, the kids club can take the children at that time and feed them dinner as well. Because the kids club does feed them meals. So your kids can have dinner with kids and you can have dinner with the adults. Perfect. And let's stick on that topic of the adult traveler here for a second. Because we know a Disney cruise is obviously great for kids. I mean, we've already talked about some of the wonderful dining options that the kids will enjoy. The rooms have all these great features for the for the kids. But as you point out in your blog, it's pretty awesome for adults too. And there's some cool bars to check out on the fantasy. Tell us more about some of the best places to have an adult beverage on the ship. Oh, right. Well, my favorite spot on the fantasy was the Europa. It's this un- like bottom deck adults only line of different bars, pubs, and nightclubs. And they do allow kids up to a certain time. Like I believe nine o'clock you can like they have like different events where you can have the kids in there, but after nine, it's adults only and they have very fun themes. So I really loved the La Piazza, which is almost like a fair, a carousel. So it has the lights, it's a round bar. They have trivia, they have live music in every bar. They have Ooh La La, the French champagne bar. They have O'Gill's pub. They always got sports going on in there. Trivia night. Then they have uh, the Tube, which is like an English nightclub where you can go dancing. They also have Skyline. That was a really fun one where you have a the city skyline changes in the backdrop of the bar throughout your stay. So while you're having drinks, maybe there's the skyline of Budapest and then it changes to Rome. So it kind of like gives that international vibe. That's if cool. you like to travel, it's really fun. Then they have tons of bars like throughout the ship. They have the uh, Meridian. The Cove Cafe, which is like near the adults only pool. They have the Quiet Cove pool, which is right out there with no kids can go there. And they also have like a poolside adult bar called Currents. And then they have also like fun events for the adults, like bingos and trivia and all that kind of fun things. But there's a really fun Meridian has cigars as well. So you can go out on the deck and have some like cognac and cigars at the end of the night. So it's really fun. Very cool. So we've covered food and drinks, but I want to get into all the other great stuff to do on board. There's pools, there's activities you can sign up for, there's entertainment, there's a ton to do. Amanda, can you outline some of the ways cruise goers can spend their time on board? Yeah, there's so much. (laughs) So every night you're going to get a itinerary slid under your door for the next day's um, activities. So like we like to bring a highlighter and kind of mark what we want to do because there's so many things going on at once and there's character meet and greets, there's themed parties, there's karaoke, trivia, bingo, there's classes and workshops, um, drink tasting for adults, um, you can do whiskey tastings and things like that. 
Uh, there's movies going on in the movie theater, live performances, and I don't know, so so much. Um, the pool's obviously a fun one for everybody. They like the water slides. There's a water coaster called the Water Duct, um, a splash park called the Aqua Lab, kids' pool, main pool, adults' pool, and um, there's salons and spas. The adults can use the Senses Spa, but there's also a teen spa, which is really cool because, like, Kids like their little spa treatments too, and they have um, treatments like the fruity facial and the um, hot chocolate wrap, and mother and daughter massages and father and son massages, and they even have spray tan for teens. So it's pretty funny. And then the little kids can do the bippity boppity boutique, and they can do like get their hair done for the night. They do boy and girl. I've done both my kids. They do like night packages or party pa- or pirate packages for the boys, and you can pick a princess for being a girl and. It's just kind of fun. So there's literally every minute of the day till night is there's something to do. That's awesome. And, you know, we've already kind of talked about this, but Disney does a great job of making the experience magical for people of all ages. And if you're cruising and you have kids, there's opportunities to meet Disney characters. There's kids clubs aboard the ship. And there's all these other events just, you know, designed for kids. Can you speak more on the activities and things to do specifically for kids? Yeah, it's nonstop for kids. Honestly, like my kids wanted to do more than was possible in a day. They have shows. They have the character appearances and meet and greets. There's even special ones that you can reserve that are not just in the main like ship area. Like they had a, a special frozen meet and greet that had to be like reserved. It didn't cost more, but you just have to like, you know, reserve your time. They have like dance parties going on. There's the kids clubs. They have the Oceaneer Lab and they have the um, Vibe and then they have Edge. So teens, tweens and kids all have something going on. And then within those clubs, they have a ton of activities that are happening at all hours of the day. They have movie nights by the pool, pajama parties, so much. I mean, it's nonstop for the kids. Art classes, arts and crafts. It was not, it was crazy. So, I mean, we've kind of gotten done with the main portion of our conversation today, but I did want to ask, like, was it a good experience for you and your family? Like, this was your first Disney cruise. What was your takeaways? Yeah, so it was a lot of hype built built up for it because Disney Cruise, like you said, is uh, on the pricier end, or like I said, on the pricier end. So it was one of those things that we were lo- really looking forward to. It took a lot of prep time to get finally there. And so excited to get on that ship. And it did meet all of our expectations so much so that we were one of those people that booked the cruise while we were on the cruise. And we took a second cruise like two years later. And we just, it's one of our favorite cruise lines now because just everybody had so much fun and it was a great experience. So we love cruising and we like a lot of different cruise lines, but Disney was one of our family's favorite for sure. And it did live up to the hype for us. That's, that's awesome to hear. And I really appreciate you talking through some of the aspects of the Disney fantasy. Uh, but Amanda, I do want to switch gears here for a second and talk about you. Hot Mama Travel is your family travel blog and it has tons of great travel blog posts. Let the listeners know more about Hot Mama Travel and what the blog is all about. Sure. Hot Mama Travel is all about family travel with a twist, meaning we want parents to feel like their Saturday night selves when they are having fun traveling with their kids. Um, it's about going outside the box and doing thinking outside the box of what's considered family friendly, whether that's going to Las Vegas or taking your kids um, on a 
dungeon tour in Scotland or even haunted places. Basically, we just want family travel to be really fun for all the groups involved, parents, kids, grandparents, however you're traveling. And we want to provide those resources to help you out there make that happen. You have a great blog, but in addition to being a blogger, you're actually also a travel agent. Um, Talk about your role as a travel agent and how you can help someone plan an itinerary and actually book a trip. Yeah, so what I come across a lot is travel planning can be very overwhelming for a lot of people, especially if you have to figure out the logistics of traveling with a big multi-generational family like I do. A travel agent just handles all that for you. All you have to do is tell an agent what you want, what your budget is, and then we come up with that and make it happen for you. And then we go over that, make sure everything is what you want, and then you just have to pay for it and show up. So all of that of logistical planning is done on our end. We also have access to a lot of the current deals and specials, any travel restrictions that are going on, especially like in this day and age with post-pandemic getting used to things, there's always changes happening. And travel agents are usually in the know on what's current. So that's kind of overwhelming for a lot of people who don't like travel a lot or don't like to plan big travels because they don't know what's required of them in different places. Also, travel agents services are usually free. Um, there's no extra charge to the clients. I'm, my services are free. And so there's no actually downside to it. It just... I do the planning for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think people oftentimes don't realize how much travel planning actually can take up of your day and how knowledgeable you have to be to actually book a full trip. So um, using a professional is is always definitely helpful. Um, Amanda, if we want to stay connected with you and your travel adventures on social media, where should we go? Okay, so you guys can always find me at my site, hotmamatravel.com. And I'm also at hotmamatravel on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. If you want to find me on Facebook, it's Hot Travel Blog. So, Amanda, I do have one final question for you today. Destinations Beyond Expectations is the podcast designed for students of travel. And I always like to ask guests who come on the, the show for the first time this question. Are you someone who considers yourself to be a student of travel? And if so, can you share like a lesson or something you've learned along your travel journeys? Oh my gosh. Yes, I am definitely still a student of travel. Um, I'm a family traveler. So the dynamic of our travels is always changing and I'm always learning what doesn't work and what does work. So I'm always making those notes. Um, One lesson I have to learn is embrace slow travel. So many times people have the mindset, um, the once in a lifetime mindset, and it can really ruin a trip. It puts too much pressure on the trip. Even if it may be the only time you go there, don't have that in your mind that that's the only time. Because if you think, I'm going to go here again, or if I love it, I'll come back. Because you will miss out on enjoying the slowness and what the essence of that place can be. If you just relax and just do what you can, especially if you're traveling with kids, you do not want to jam pack your day with a huge itinerary. Because you're just going to be having tears and stress and you don't want that. You want to enjoy it. So just embrace slow travel. That's my biggest lesson. Embrace slow travel. I love it. That's a phenomenal answer. Amanda, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today to talk about the Disney fantasy. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This was fun. 
A big DBE thank you to Amanda from the Hot Mama Travel Blog. I had a lot of fun learning about some of the things cruise goers can do aboard the Disney Fantasy. Listeners, please make sure to take a moment to visit hotmamatravel.com where you'll find more wonderful family travel blogs and destination guides. If you like Destinations Beyond Expectations, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and do me a huge favor, tell a friend about the show. If you want to see me talk about more great destinations, follow a page called Group Travel Odyssey on Facebook, YouTube, or LinkedIn, where I help host a live stream that focuses on how groups can experience a destination. Again, that page you'll want to follow is Group Travel Odyssey. Well, that's all I've got for this week. Have a fabulous rest of your day, and I will talk to you soon.